What a day for the history books. It is Tuesday, April 4th. First day in the history of these states united. And we had a former president be indicted and arraigned. And um, I don't know if we have any more information than we had prior to this day beginning. It was definitely one for the ages. Stick with us here. We're going to recap the day for you and uh, go over some of the finer points, tell you what people are talking about. Uh, Just moments ago, Donald Trump got off the stage down in Mar-a-Lago where he did a speech, which we had all assumed was going to be a rebuttal to the day and what had occurred. But what wound up being the most shocking and surprising part of this day was that he went up there and uh, did a low-energy, boring, non-revelatory stump speech. I mean, there was nothing new to the speech that just went on over in Mar-a-Lago. That was the most shocking and surprising part of this day. We're going to take you through fairly quickly, fill you in, answer some questions, go through the whole thing. Former President Donald Trump arraigned today in Lower Manhattan. That's a podcast. Again, so today started much like yesterday, where very O.J. Simpson-esque, where we're going to follow every last movement of the former president. We watched him on Monday go from West Palm Beach to Trump Tower, followed him the entire way. And then this morning, it was much of the same. There were cameras, helicopters, the whole nine yards following the former president on his journey from uh, Midtown Manhattan and Trump Tower uh, all the way down to the uh, court in Lower Manhattan. Uh, He pulled up. I thought everything was pretty interesting the way it all went down, the Secret Service uh, blocking, parking cars, taking up the entire street. He walked into the court. Um, Everything went basically as much as we thought it would be, you know, kind of the same flow in the way we thought it would go. Um, the only thing different was the amount of time it took. We thought he'd be, you know, he arrived a few minutes before 2.15, which he was expected. I don't believe he entered the court till a little bit after 2.15. There was a little bit more time uh, where he had to confer with his lawyers. Again, that was the first time that they unsealed this uh, indictment. And, um, you know, then he eventually walked into the courtroom. Uh, having seen it all live today and following along with it all live, he looked pissed. You know, he looked pissed and unhappy. He uh, didn't have much smiles on his face. He did give a couple of waves to the crowd, went into the courtroom. No cameras allowed in the court. That was uh, an order for the judge, but they did allow some still shots. So uh, you can see some of those out there on the Internet. Um, Stephen Hirsch did a killer job from the New York Post, uh, was the first one to get those great shots of uh, Trump in the courtroom and get them up onto the world. And uh, those are the first couple of images I saw, and they're still basically the ones that are circulating right now. A couple of interesting moments in the courtroom where he looked directly into the camera of Stephen Hirsch and kind of had that, like, I see you moment, which was uh, a little surprising, I guess. 
I, you know, the whole, I'm probably going to say surprising a lot. The whole day was surprising for me. The whole entire day was just a weird, weird day. You know, it was a weird day all around. I like Robin's quote here. Anything newsworthy happened today? Yeah. A couple things. Uh, so that was Trump in the courtroom and he was in there for a bit longer than we all expected. He, of course, uh, got the 34 counts of the indictment, pled not guilty to all the accounts. Uh, he promptly left. There was some word that he was going to speak on his way into the courtroom. He did not. Then there was some speculation that he would speak on the way out. He did not. Speculation was is that he was going to be given a gag order to not talk about the trial whatsoever. He was not. Uh, instead, I believe the lawyer told uh, the uh, judge told lawyers on both sides, just don't incite violence. You know, uh, try not to speak about the case. Uh, but there was no gag order. Don't incite violence was basically the gist of what happened in the uh, courtroom today down in lower Manhattan. So, um, and, you know, also it's noteworthy that it wasn't just directed at him. Um, it was directed to both sides of this case. So, uh, you know, the judge appearing to be, or trying to appear to be as fair as possible up at the start of the uh, proceedings here today. So then he, you know, he exited the courtroom, his lawyers uh, spoke to the, um press gaggle that was out there uh they didn't say too much either other than that there were no surprises and then that's sort of where we you know came from you know started to see some of the reaction from all the legal experts out there uh frank and i jay sabs we all talked about this ahead of time when this first started to surface as a rumor it was a couple of weeks ago that they talked about how they would execute this day with Secret Service and the NYPD, that that meeting uh, that started to leak and started the ball rolling on all of this stuff before Trump eventually said that he was going to be arrested on that Tuesday. Um, you know, I said back then, and my statement holds true, I hope this guy Alvin Bragg knows what he's doing, and I hope he's got something, and I know this is going to disappoint a lot of people, but I don't think he delivered on what a lot of people were hoping for, which was something of substance that was going to give people confidence that Donald Trump would be pronounced guilty at the end of this trial. Before everybody gets upset, there is a small caveat to that. And uh, I'm going to fill you in on what I think it is in a moment. But for the most part, what all of the legal experts out there are saying, uh, what people who hate Donald Trump are saying, and you know the story out there right now, the big two are uh, John Bolton, his former uh, national security person, and uh, Mitt Romney, who have both come out and said, Nobody wants, I mean, uh, Bolton is on the record saying nobody wants to see Donald Trump not run for president more than me. But I fear that what we have in front of us here is not enough. These were words that John Bolton said this afternoon on CNN. And John Bolton hates this guy. 
I mean, he flat out came right out and said it right from the jump. He said, and I quote, nobody wants to see this guy not run for president more than me. But this uh, indictment is thinner than I originally thought that it would be. I'm going to play the quote for you guys so you can hear it for yourselves. I'll take my, don't jump down my throat for it. Here it is from John Bolton on CNN earlier today. Come on, Bobby. One big picture. What do you think of the indictment? Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be. Uh, and I, I think uh, it's it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. Just so that was John Bolton from earlier today on CNN. I don't know. And. This is no this should not come as any surprise, but the fact of the matter is, is this is what a lot of people were saying up at the up at the top, you know, before this, uh, before all this stuff really kind of happened. Now, Alvin Bragg put out the indictment, right? This was unsealed and it was released, and there wasn't a lot of information in the indictment. They released, I believe, it was a thirteen-page uh, statement of fact document to go along with that which obviously 13 pages had a bit more information to it. But all of that was the uh, the information that was available publicly. So it was basically just organizing all that information publicly um, into a statement of fact to accompany the uh, indictment. Now, Bragg in his press conference afterwards said that he didn't, so basically this whole thing goes around the catch and kill stories, the fact that they paid Stormy Daniels, paid Karen McDougal, which I guess we did learn that we were speculating about that. Would this involve Karen McDougal as well? Would it only be Stormy Daniels? So it's Stormy Daniels, hush money. It's the Karen McDougal hush money. And it goes all the way back to this doorman who worked in, uh, I believe, Trump Tower, who was going to come forward and say that uh, Trump had an illegitimate uh, kid kid out of wedlock and they paid him they paid him off too which turned out to be not true that was proven later on uh the other two the other two instances pretty much very true from what we could all tell um so there was those three things and basically what Bragg is saying is is this is a series of misdemeanors that becomes a felony when you violate election law and uh, you know, basically just total layman's terms, you're you're advancing a candidacy in an election by doing something unlawful. Uh, that's what makes it a felony uh, that was represented by every time they put down in the ledger the payments. That's 34 times, hence 34 counts of uh, the indictment. So that's basically how we got there. Now, what Bolton is saying and what a lot of people are saying is the reason why this case is so paper thin is because if that's the course of action that they're choosing, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this payment went down to uh, get him into the White House. The problem with that is, as Bolton points out in his argument, is that the defense, Donald Trump's defense, all they have to do is say, well, 
yeah, he did these things, but he didn't do it to, you know, advance himself in the White House. He did it to protect himself from his wife, just per se, as an example. All you have to do is plant that reasonable doubt in a jury's head, and he walks from this, which is why everybody said this was so paper thin from from the beginning. Now, Bragg in his press conference was saying, I didn't put the law that he broke, the election law that he broke, because the law doesn't require me to put that in there. Okay, fine. But at some point, you're going to have to produce that. Now, Bolton and a few other legal experts all uh, failed to pinpoint whatever the law that Bragg is talking about is. And I find that pretty interesting because the amount of lawyers you have out there, do you know how many laws there are on the books? There's an awful lot. I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to figure it out and find it over the course of the next couple of days. But as of right now, nobody is clear on exactly what the hell he's talking about. Now, Bolton is saying that the federal law is going to supersede the state law as far as elections go. And that, I think, is going to be up for debate, because as far as I know, state laws always supersede federal laws. Now, election law, different. But again, it seems like we've gotten ourselves into this weird, bizarre gray area of arguments. So what it's going to come down to is, can you convince a jury that he did this with the idea that he was going to propel himself into the White House. That's what it's going to come down to. They've obviously convinced a grand jury to uh, provide the charges for indictment. So that's one thing that they've been able to do. But can they get a conviction in a uh, jury trial? That is what remains to be seen. Now, going back to this, I know I'm, I'm kind of skipping around here, but going back to this, what Bragg said, because they asked him, hey, why now? Why did you do this now? And Bragg's statement at his press conference was because I felt that now was we had done our investigation. We had been as rigorous as we possibly could. And when a case comes down to it's ready to be tried, that's when I bring the case forward is what his answer was. He also said that he has evidence, witnesses, et cetera, that the prior uh, DAs and all the other people who passed on this did not have. And that, I feel, is being kind of swept under the rug. And that's what I said in the beginning. What else does this guy have? We thought the indictment would shed some light on this, on that. It absolutely did not. Um, but he says, according to him, and he doesn't have to present every bit of every last fact that he has. That's what the trial. That's that's what a trial is. That's when you present the facts. Um, he's saying that there has been some new witnesses, evidence that has come to light during his time as DA, and that is why he felt now was the time to bring the case. Okay. Who do you believe? Well, honestly, who the hell? I mean, there's you can't. How do you know? Bragg thinks he has it. A lot of legal experts believe there's a lot of holes in this argument. Legal experts who hate Donald Trump and do not want to see him get into the White House. And by the way, this is what everybody's been afraid of. They've all been afraid of him beating this and it lighting the fire to 
getting the Republican nomination and then eventually landing himself back in the White House. That's why I said at the beginning and I stand by it today, this fucking brag better know what he's doing if he's going to do this. And by now, don't get discouraged. If you want to see this guy go to jail, you can, you know, hope against hope. But by most accounts, from what I'm seeing across the board, there's a lot of holes here. And it's a paper thin uh, indictment, meaning there's a lot of opportunity to present reasonable doubt on the defense's behalf to get Donald Trump off. They're going to try and go for a dismissal. They're going to try and make a lot of motions. Um, and even if it does go to trial, they believe he'll be, <clears throat> I shouldn't say they, a lot of legal experts, a lot of lawyers believe he'll get acquitted. This is something that can be beat. Now, what is also interesting is today is April 4th, right? The next opportunity for them to even present a motion in this case is December 4th. That is pretty crazy that we are eight months away from the next opportunity to do anything in this case. So if the Trump team wants to file a motion for dismissal, they can't, they couldn't do it today. They cannot do it tomorrow. They have to wait eight months before they can do that. That's pretty crazy. You know, so for all the people that are screaming and yelling about how this is a political witch hunt, you know, eight months is a considerably long time. And listen, I know I know trials take a long time. They do. But eight months until you meet again, even to hear motions in a case, it's kind of a long time. It's kind of a long time. And that puts him right back into the fire of, you know, he's only a few short weeks away, months away from having to deal in the Republican primary, you know? So this is going to be a factor in the Republican primary. Look, uh, is this, is there a political element, element to this? Yeah, there is. There really is. It's undeniable. For all the conservatives and the Republicans and Congress and all these people that are screaming that this is a political witch hunt, you'd be crazy not to realize that there's uh, politics involved with this. And for all the liberals and the Democrats who are screaming, but he did something wrong. He broke the law. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong either. You're really not wrong either. Um, you know, he did something. There was hush money. He did something that probably, you know, helped him get into the White House. Now, listen, there was grab him by the pussy. There was this. There was that. There was a lot of things swirling around that women accusing him of sexual misconduct. There was a lot. Things got crazy in those last couple of uh, weeks heading into the 2016 election. So would this have made that much of a difference? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. What's crazy to me now is we're talking about this and we're talking about the fact that this guy could be in jail and people could still vote for him. That seems absolutely bizarre to me. It feels like we've gotten so much worse than where we were in 2016. In 2016, if a candidate said, I just grabbed women by the pussy, they would have been so far out of that election so fast. 
But we changed as a society then, and we've continued to go down that path of changing and not so much caring about the morality of our leaders, which seems nuts to me. But I agreed to live in this country and pay the taxes, so I got to go along with what everybody's doing, right? Um, Not go along, but recognize that I'm a part of it, and that's what everybody's doing. Okay, so that's that. Would it have made a difference back then? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. And obviously, it's a hypothetical question that nobody can answer at this point. Nobody can honestly say, you know, what it is. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is you have to win a trial here. You know, there's a weird thing that happens to us where we get in this bizarre competition. It's a witch hunt. He did something wrong. What about Hillary? What about Hunter? And they're all valid points and questions in an argument. They all are. But brass tacks, when it comes down to it, is you have you have charges, you have a jury, you have the prosecution's case, you have the defendant's case, and you have, you know, jurors decide what's what. And at the end of the day, that's what you have to focus on. And by everything we see here, again, unless Bragg has something amazing up his sleeve. Um, it looks like Trump can walk away from this. Now, maybe he has, I don't know, a video, an email, something from Trump's mouth that says exactly what, that proves Albert Bragg's case. Maybe that's there. I just don't know. But it doesn't feel like it's there, right? Like, if Bragg really kind of knew he had it in the bag. I feel like we would be getting there a bit sooner. Feels like he would have put out a bit more information, you know, but I don't know if he did. Like, I don't, I don't, having done my research on Bragg the last couple of days, he doesn't seem like an idiot. He doesn't seem like a dope. He seems like a prosecutor that is going to take his time and build a case and do the best as he possibly can. But at the same time, I mean, there really are not a lot of people, even people rooting for Trump not to win, that are on Alvin Bragg's side. And maybe that's because they don't know what Bragg knows. But... As listen, and I'm no legal expert. I am a gambling expert, though. Uh, and if I'm putting money on this right now, today, I'm not betting on Alvin Bragg. Not today. Not until I find out more of what he has going on. Uh, because it doesn't really feel like he's in a position to win. Now, I will say, when I saw that press conference, I, I you know, and he was like, why now? Okay, I'll tell you why. We felt like the evidence, it was all here. Now was the time to bring it to a grand jury. There had been you know, evidence and information that had come to light <clears throat> that wasn't here for the previous DA. Okay, you can get a little excited about that. Um, but I don't know if this is what everybody who wants to see Trump go down was hoping for. I think we were hoping for a bit more information. You know, I think we were hoping for a bit more information on this. And so here's the other part of it here. Let's go over to Paul's comments here. Paul, Ant, you said Trump would never be indicted. 
yeah, what what I meant, what I still mean to this day is if you're going to, t- and this is where I think a lot of people's disappointment comes from. If you are going to take the big step of indicting a former president for the first time in the over 200 some odd year history of this country, right? If you're going to make that major, major step, you have better had an open and close, no doubt about it, case. And that's not what he has here. Now, do I think that Alvin Bragg thinks that he can win? I think he thinks there's a chance he could win. I don't think he's just doing this to lose. I think he thinks there's a chance he could win. And against any other Tom, Dick, and Harry, I would be like, go ahead and take that chance. But hate him or love him, you are talking about a former president of the United States of America. You should have a little bit more of an open and shut case. The big part of Bragg's, the big problem with Bragg's press conference is when he sat up there in front of a room of reporters and talked about the fact that, you know, this is the uh, financial capital of the world and business capital of the world and New York, there's a lot of business here and we take business laws seriously. Okay. And listen, I know that the city has gotten not as safe as it was. The city fluctuates up and down. By the way, I would take any day in the last three or four years in this city over any day prior to 1991 in New York. Like, I mean, if you live through the city in the 80s, this, everybody's now like, oh, it's so terrible. Dude, this is a fucking cakewalk. This is a cakewalk right now, this city, compared to what it was in the 80s. So this bullshit of like, all oh, the world's going to shit in New York and blah, blah, blah. Give me a fucking break. The 80s were ridiculous there was garbage and sh- people are oh people are shitting all over the streets there was human shit and garbage and spray paint and junk fucking everywhere in this city in the you could not go to times square in the 80s right you would definitely be stabbed instant stabbing if you walked into you would be stabbed and you would fall down into a pile of human shit in this city in the 80s you know now it's not hey, look has crime gotten worse yeah sure but it's not like where it was it is not like where it was you know um and the problem with that is you have Bragg out there and he's going you know he doesn't want to prosecute the marijuana charges okay the world's getting more lean on marijuana i understand that but there's a couple of instances where he looks hypocritical it's hard to stand up there when you have other crimes going on that you don't want to prosecute and you sit there and you go well, but the person who filled out the ledger wrong, that person, you know, has to see his day in court. It's a smidge on the hypocritical side. It is. It's a smidge on the hypocritical side. Puts a hole in his argument. Overall, for argument's sake, that's what I mean. As far as this case goes, if he thinks he's got a crime here and he wants to prosecute it, all the luck in the world. But again, if I am associated with brag yeah i mean i would have had a conversation with him and be like you better know you can win this before you actually you know bring it to light now look 
is this going to be a part of a whole thing where he's going to have this and then he's going to have the January 6th special prosecutor and then he's going to have Georgia all coming down at him at once. He's got the defamation lawsuit he's got to be involved with next week or whenever the hell that is. He's got a lot of stuff coming up this Trump, a lot of lawyer and court dates going on. Maybe all of it they're thinking will just be far too much for him. I don't know. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Maybe that's the play here. But again, you know, this idea like uh, he's Soros backed and then uh, and then everybody's reporting on the fucking the judge's daughter worked for Kamala Harris. And, you know, it's all this big right wing crazy conspiracy. Like, look. He's not the most honorable dude. Right. And when you're at the top, you've got a lot of people gunning for you. Keep your nose clean and you won't have a problem, you know, but you can't be at the top of the whole, like when you run for president of the United States, doesn't matter what party you're from, people are going to come for you and you got to be ready for that. And you can't be upset when you're like, oh no, oh, this is a political witch hunt. Well, you have to deal with that. If you're going to be a president, if you are a former president, if you want to be president again, guess what? You've got to deal with all of this shit. So you're not in any way, shape, or form going to get me to feel bad for Donald Trump. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Oh, they're treating him unfairly. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. This is unfair. Okay, look, is it a political witch hunt? I said, yeah, it is. Is it unfair? No, it's not. You want the big seat. You got to go through the whole gauntlet. That's the rule. He's no different from anybody else that's been in this chair. He has just gotten a lot more shit behind him. A lot more. He's got a lot more baggage than most. A lot more. A lot more. An unlimited amount of baggage. You know, and this other thing, too, of, you know, I wish I just wish the guy had a smidge more class, you know. You can't, it's it's really hard to say, you know, our our police are great, our judges are great, but the police, you know, on January 6th, eh, whatever, this judge, eh, whatever. I mean, it's hard to do all those things, you know? Um, But that's what he's doing. Listen, I waited to do the podcast till after his speech because I was dying to know what he would say. And... I knew that he was going to talk at Mar-a-Lago. By the way, he called that press conference. He called this press conference for Mar-a-Lago before Bragg called his press conference for 3 o'clock this afternoon or 3.30. He wound up speaking much later because the whole thing took a bit longer. But that's what it all comes down to is controlling the narrative, right? Um, so Bragg spoke first and Trump had to leave, get back on a plane, come to West Palm Beach. He shows up at Mar-a-Lago. I am stunned. To see this man, he looked tired. He had next to no energy. And he did something that he very rarely does as Donald Trump. He very rarely does this. He read his entire speech. He had his, those two glass panes that, that you read speeches off of. He was, he was very low energy. Now, again, he was inside, not outside, so that makes a difference. He's in a ballroom instead of an open-air uh, place, which he tends to be at these rallies that he does all the time. 
I never stopped doing for some reason. Uh, very low energy. Stuck to his speech. You can tell when the um, you can tell when he starts to ad lib, which he did a little. But for the most part, he read what was on that teleprompter and did not stray from it. That is not the man I thought we would see tonight. It is really not the man. And for as much as I will say that he's most likely going to beat this and walk away from this, there was something to him tonight that I couldn't help but thinking he looked worried to me. He looked worried to me. I mean, you could love this guy all you want, but you can't lie to yourself or me and act like this guy didn't look tired. You weren't a little surprised that he stuck to the speech. He talked about this case and the other cases, but he really didn't go into a ton of detail. He really listened to the judge when he, you know, again, didn't put the gag order on, but he said, don't. Don't incite any violence. He really stuck to that. He really didn't get too crazy. And I thought he was because when he got back on the plane, he jumped He jumped right to Truth Social and started doing his typical thing. He started tweeting on Truth Social and, you know, talking about how everything was unfair. And here, let me read you the thing that he said. Alvin Bragg shut down New York City, brought in 38,000 NYPD officers and will spend an estimated... $200 million of NYC funds for a total for a totally legal $130,000 NDA. On top of that, on top of all that, the Ninth Circuit Court just awarded me $122,000 over the $500,000 already awarded from Stormy Horseface Daniels. Again, he can't just take the high road, can't just have a little class, which I wish he would do a little bit more often. Um, and I know, I know the base probably loves that, but it's ugly. You know, it's just fucking ugly. Take the high road every now and then. You don't, you don't have to call every, you don't have to call him Sleepy Joe every fucking time. You don't have to call Stormy Daniels horse face. You know, you were the one who tried to fuck her or did fuck her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just look like a little, like a, it's not a good look for you. Um, and she has had to pay him because she broke the NDA. And again, that's the weird part about all of this is we're talking about, you know, all this crazy shit that he did that we normally have a morality for our leaders, which it seems like we've lost. Um, so that's what he uh, put on Truth Social almost immediately. And then he put just lifted off for Palm Beach, Florida. We'll be delivering remarks tonight at Mar-a-Lago, 815 Eastern. The hearing was shocking to many that they had no surprises and therefore no case. Virtually every legal pundit has said that there is no case there. There was nothing done illegally. Um, and that's what he said. But again, you know, I, nobody seems to be worried that maybe Alvin Bragg's got it. He's got something, you know. Um, I, I don't. Like I said, right now, I'd put my money on Alvin Bragg loses this. That's where my bet would be. But I couldn't say I'm 100% sure. I couldn't say I'm 99% sure. 98%, 95% sure. 
Isn't that little thing in everybody's mind of what was the new evidence that he has? He said it. He said, I got new evidence. New witnesses. He doesn't have to put that in all the stuff today. You know, again, is Alvin Bragg the kind of guy, as we said, as he appears to be, slow, calculated? Is he the kind of guy that is okay losing the PR battle today to break out whatever that evidence is down the line? Now, there's listen, there's going to be discovery as well. So he's going to have to tell people eventually what it is. Trump's defense team is going to have to know what it is eventually. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, now I know I got Paul very upset. And I apologize that Paul, one of my favorite people on the planet. Lots and lots of folks are saying Trump will lose this case. I'm sure there are. <clears throat> I'm sure there are. But again, I went down CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and you know, read a bunch of stuff from a lot of uh, of the legal briefings that I saw today, and. Look, he could lose. But I think what is being missed is the fact that this isn't just some Tom, Dick, and Harry. This is a former president of the United States. And if you're going to do this, you can't just, like, I, I think we can win. You have to have an open and shut case. You've got to have, you've got to have the defense sweating worried how they're going to put a shadow of doubt into the jury's mind. And nobody seems to think that they have that right now. Now, I will say this because, again, Trump, they're going to try and dismiss it, right? They're going to try and get the trial moved to Staten Island. We're the only Republican haven in New York City that exists, right, outside of the outer, um, the outer counties. Uh, they're going to do all these things to try and get a move. Your, your best chance of getting a conviction is in New York City, right? A lot of liberals there. So you might have a shot at it. Um, but again, it just doesn't, there's no wow, like, oh, they got that. Or, oh, there's an email. Uh, you know, somebody's got something, a recording or some shit that he was like, hey, if I got to get elected, we got to shelf this or blah, 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 whatever. Now, look, he does have some timing issues, right, with Michael Cohen. The payments didn't come until after the election. You can make that argument, uh, you know, to repay Michael Cohen. There's going to be a lot of that stuff that comes out, you know, that they're going to try and position. But again, all you have to do is put a shadow of doubt. All you have to do is prove beyond a reasonable doubt. All you have to do is put it in their mind. No, it wasn't to necessarily become elected. It was that he didn't want his wife to know that he was banging a Playboy model. You know? Again, they're going to bring up all this shit about how he wasn't expecting to win. And, it, and he always was running. Every four years, he decided to run all that bullshit. They're going to run all that shit up and down the, uh, up and down the thing. Uh, I will say this. Paul is right when he says it's called a trial for a reason. Bragg does not have to provide all the evidence today. That's what trials are for. Trials are for evidence. Indictment is just to lay out whatever it is. 
He could be slow playing this fucking thing. But nobody really seems to think so. You know? Um, but I will say, there's that, there is, I, again, there's that little 2%, 5%, whatever it is, that's bugging me. Of what is that, what did that new witness say? What is that new evidence? And mostly, why didn't he look more confident? Why wasn't he more boisterous in that speech? Why didn't he take more shots at everybody involved? Why did he stick to his speech? There looks like there's something bugging that guy. He did not, to me, appear to be the I'm going to burn this fucking place down because I'm Donald Trump guy that he typically is, as he typically portrays himself as. Just didn't seem to be that way in that speech. And I know for all the Trump lovers out there, I know you feel the same way too. You had to watch that and go, why is he so reserved? Why isn't he more boisterous? Why isn't he calling more people? That was a fucking stump speech. He ran through his, that was the greatest hits collection. Crooked Hillary, Sleepy Joe, the economy stinks, all the stuff is failing, we live in a third world country now. We have all heard that before. All of it. You know, I tuned in going, what kind of fire blazing speech is he going to lay down that is going to ignite his base to open up their fucking wallets again and give him more money? I don't know how much he made off of tonight, but it was not what I was expecting. It was not anywhere near what I was expecting. A couple of other uh, small points here. Marjorie Taylor Greene showing up. What a fucking idiot. I mean, if Trump wants to be any anywhere near impressive, he would tell this dirtbag to just stay the fuck away from him because it ain't helping. She shows up in New York. She got screamed at hassled out of the way right people were all over her and the biggest laugh of all time is this george santos who fucking shows up nobody wants this asshole around and he got literally got pissy and he told the reporter they were like where are you going he goes i'm leaving and they were like why he's like because you people ruined it this fucking guy. Nobody fucking. They're like, why'd you even come? He's like, well, Trump asked for support. Motherfucker, he wasn't talking to you. He definitely wasn't talking to you. Nobody wants you around, guy. Nobody wants you around. And this ass bag is, is walking around like, you know, I came here for fucking support. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. Here, here's Santos walking away. I, I'm doing nothing. I'm leaving. Are you coming back at all later today? No, because you guys make it unbearable. Why are you here then? <laughs> you guys make it unbearable. I'm going home. <laughs> They're like, well, why are you here? I came to support the president. He does not want you. You're probably the only person he does not want. That motherfucker will accept Hillary Clinton's support first before he accepts your support. You fucking crazy douchebag. Fucking Santos is a black hole. You know? He is fucking crazy. 
Glenn B. Was funnier when the left tried crushing the CN, CNN reporter on MTG? Oh, you be talking about uh, Leslie Stahl? Yeah, uh, no, Marjorie Taylor agreed. Look, you know, here's the thing. It ain't about you. And it ain't about your support. This idea of like, I got to go there and support the president. Stay the fuck home. No, you don't. You know, you don't need to be out there. Uh, you support the president for, with a tweet from your home. You know, Donald Trump doesn't, he don't fucking see you. Nobody was allowed anywhere near anything. What are you doing standing there other than trying to raise your own profile? You know, which is clearly what Marjorie Taylor Greene did and clearly what the Santos douchebag tried to do here to support the president. You're an embarrassment. The guy, Donald Trump, considers you a fucking embarrassment. You are too toxic to be around Donald Trump. Open your eyes, asshole. What are you doing? Fucking showing up mad at the media. You guys ruined everything. I'm going home. What? What? You delusional asshole. What is wrong with you? That fucking guy who's also kind of douchey looking, who asked all the funny questions to the crazy Trump people, he was there. He got a hold of Santos. I don't know what his name is. I know he was on The Daily Show for a little while, maybe, or he was on some other fucking thing. I don't know. He's always on... He's always on big in front of the crazies. I, I do enjoy his stuff sometimes, but sometimes he comes off a little douchey. Um, but um, he was the one who kind of laid into Santos first, which I thought was pretty hilarious. I really thought that was pretty hilarious. My mind confuses, even though they're completely on the other side of the spectrum. Santos and Soros. I think George Santos and George Soros. Every time I do, it was like back in the day where I used to confuse Barack Obama and Osama bin Laden, my brain, those, those two, Obama and Osama, you change one letter, it's not enough for this slow brain. It's not enough for this slow brain to handle. I'm having the same trouble with George Soros and George Santos. It's a little too difficult for me. It's too fucking close. Can't handle it. It's brain overload for your old pal Lamp. Every time I say George Santos, I got to make sure I don't say George Soros. But um, but yeah, I mean, these two guys showing up, it's just fucking silly. And then and then I watch the, the Trump speech at the end there. And who's who's walking around shaking hands afterwards? But the fucking my pillow guy again. What are you doing? You are of no value anymore. This guy fucking torpedoed his own country because he was more concerned with sucking Trump's dick than actually running his company. And then he wants people to feel bad acting like he's being attacked. Go fucking run your pillow company, guy. Nobody wants your fucking opinions and thoughts around. Remember how many times we sat here and were like, oh, the pillow guy's got evidence. Let's see what he's got. And we look at a fucking PowerPoint presentation that looks like Michael Scott put it together. It's fucking ridiculous. You know, as, as serious as you want to take some of these things, we are just, we've, we've entered into a world of absolute lunacy. All right, Christine has pointed out, one of the funnier moments for today where a cop walks in. So the courtroom, you know, in Manhattan, it's, a, I don't even know how many 30 stories, whatever the building is, but Trump's on the 15th floor, right? So he's in one area and he's got to go to another area. The press was allowed to put one camera from CBS in that hallway. So we all we have is this one view. He had to walk out one set of doors and go into the courtroom and another set of doors. So he's coming out of the set of doors and two cops walk in first, and Trump's behind the second cop, courtroom cop, 
that guy doesn't hold the door open for Trump, literally lets the door close in his face. He had to like push the door open in his face. He did not look pleased with that. He did not look pleased with that. And again, it was one of those moments where it was a little bit of reality check for a guy. You know, when you're the president of the United States, you don't fucking open doors. You don't carry a wallet with you. You don't drive. Like, there's a lot of things you don't do as the president of the United States. That motherfucker hadn't opened a door in four years, five years now. Because I don't think he opens many doors down in Mar-a-Lago with the Secret Service always walking around him down there. You know, he's literally pretending to still be president down there. He turned his whole office into the Oval Office. That he made, he redecorated the thing to make it look like the guy fucking is a little, a little short on on the old deck decoroo. But uh, you know, he didn't have to. He never had to open a fucking door. This cop walks in like, open your own goddamn door. Now I don't know if that cop was a liberal or what I think he was, which is a true New Yorker. Which is like, I don't give a fuck who you are. You you can open up. You can open up your own fucking door. I'm walking in here. I'm standing where I'm supposed to stand. That guy wasn't a liberal. He was a he was in a fucking union. Okay, he was in a police union. So that motherfucker, he's not going to be friendly for for nobody. He's going to stand where he's going to stand because that's his job and no more. As a union guy, I can respect that. I mean, I don't know if I would have the balls to not hold the door open for somebody, but you know, whatever. I get it. I get it. A lot of people do a lot of things I don't. I uh, wouldn't do. Uh, that was a funny moment. Yeah, that was that was quite the moment. The look on his yeah, the look on his face was like, "You got to be shitting me! I'm holding open my own door now." You could tell he was pissed about that. He looked pissed all day. Outside of a couple of waves to fans, he looked pretty pissed for the majority of the day. You know, and then to get back at the end of the day and see that speech, you know, I, not a lot of people might get this, but some some a lot of people will get it. You know that first moment where you notice your dad's moving a little slower than he used to? You know, where you're like, oh, dad used to be able to to do this without getting out of breath or without having to sit down. You know that first couple of moments where you're like, oh, dad, I don't know. I don't know if dad's doing too good. That's exactly what that speech was like. That is the exact thing I felt watching Trump at Mar-a-Lago tonight, where it's like, why is he reading this speech so closely? Why isn't he going off? on one of his Trump rants. You know, this doesn't make any sense. I don't really know. Um, but I'll tell you the most painstaking part is having to wait until December for anything else to happen with this. Like, that's it. I would just, we're just waiting. That's it. December. Next chance for anything else to happen in this case is December. That is it. So... It'll be it'll be an early Christmas for a lot of the a lot of our liberal friends out there. By the way, I will credit this as being a funny line. People were calling today Arrestmas. That's pretty good. As somebody who loves wordplay, I am upset that I didn't come up with Arrestmas. That's and it did not take off the way I thought it would. When I saw it on Twitter earlier, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be trending." Nothing. I thought Arrestmas was pretty good because it was like Christmas for a lot of our liberal friends. Um, but again, I mean. I, I'd love to hear from Paul. I would love to hear from people that are rooting for Trump to go down. Don't be afraid. Proud. You're not a little disappointed. You weren't a little like, oh, shit. That Bragg didn't be like, well, because of this testimony or, you know, because of this particular thing, 
I mean, I understand maybe the slow play, but something, you know, something. He didn't have, Bragg didn't have to name the law in the uh, indictment, but the fact that no other legal expert has been able to be like, this is the law that he's talking about, everybody. I, you know, this is the one he's, this is, this is the only one it could be. The fact that nobody else has been able to pinpoint what that election law is, that doesn't worry you a little bit because that's got to make you feel a little like, oh shit, I don't think he has it. I don't think he has it, right? Because that's what it is. It's a poker hand at the end of the day. You holding those pocket aces or are you not? You got trips or or not? Did you hit it on the river or not? You know? And right now, if I'm playing Alvin Bragg in a poker hand, I'm fucking going all in. I'm fucking going all in. Because I just don't think he has it. You know? I just don't think he has it. Genie. Uh, he is holding all the legal paperwork. The Dems and Rhinos will get it soon. Watch with eyes wide open. Expound on that, please, Genie. I don't know what that means. You mean Alvin Bragg is holding all the legal paperwork? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I told you what John Bolton said earlier. I just realized somebody pointed out to me that I didn't uh, I didn't uh, share with you what Mitt Romney uh, said. Mitt Romney said on Twitter, Bolton was on CNN, so that was an easy one. Um... Mitt Romney five hours ago released a statement. He says, and I quote, I believe President Trump's character and conduct made make him unfit for office. Not made, make. I believe President Trump's character and conduct make him unfit for office. Even so, I believe the New York prosecutor has stretched to reach felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. No one is above the law, not even former presidents, but everyone is entitled to equal treatment under the law. The prosecutor's overreach sets a dangerous precedent for criminalizing political opponents and damages the public's faith in our justice system. The charges and evidence will be duly considered and the outcome decided by a jury with an obligation to fulfill its responsibility with the utmost care and impartiality. The American voters will ultimately render their own judgment on the former president's political future. Finally, it is also incumbent on all elected leaders to discourage violence and anger in response to this situation. So that's Mitt Romney's statement, who does not like the president. It says it in the statement, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Uh, and Romney said the other day he doesn't support bicycle lanes. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. And I can't tell you that I agree with everything that Mitt Romney's ever said. Pretty sure I didn't vote for him for president at some point. I forget who the fuck he ran against. Was it Obama? Was it Obama the first time or the second time? Who the fuck knows and remembers? Had to be the second time, right? Because uh, what's his name? McCain was the first time. I don't know. I was doing a lot of drugs back then. Hard to tell what's real and what's not real. Also not doing drugs today and very hard to tell what's real and not real. So that's not changed, even though the amount of drugs has considerably declined. 
but the point is, is that Romney is a Republican, even though a lot of Republicans will say he's not. And he is an outspoken anti-Trump person. And even he can admit, like a lot of people are, that it's, you know, it's not as airtight as this thing should be. Um, all right. I don't want to keep going around the same thing. I appreciate that. Uh, what is this? 45 days till they release the discovery? Is that what we're waiting on? I'll just see if that, uh, if that's true. I mean, that makes sense, right? I didn't know if it was 45 days, but I knew they had to, to hand that stuff over at some point. Um, but again, even with all the discovery, the first chance that they can get to make a motion is not until December. <clears throat> so you're still just dragging this shit out. Um, okay, 45 days, says Paul. I'll quote Paul on that. I trust him. We'll see. We'll see. Can't leak that shit. You know, even if they have it, they can't leak it. We'll see. We'll see how Trump reacts. Uh, that's it. Those are all my thoughts. If you have any questions or comments or whatever, leave it in the comments below on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, don't forget, you can watch us over on Spotify. You can always tweet at us. Links to all of our stuff is in the uh, description below. Our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok, all that jazz. Um, and, uh, we'll of course pick this up on our next episode. We'll have more about this. There was a lot of other crazy stuff that happened today. This fucking kid rock is off his rocker. Uh, we had the hot cop that was trending. That was, uh, sitting in the courtroom. Everybody started falling all over this cop that was there today. Everybody's like, could you believe this first president ever? That, that cop is really hot. Like that was a lot of the conversation that happened today. Um, so we'll talk about that when we have more time to breathe. But this is a huge story, obviously, how to react to it. So appreciate you guys here for the bonus episode. Thank you for all the comments. Robin, Paul, Miss Justice, uh, everybody who wrote something in here. Hugo, Jeannie, uh, Dia, EVH, uh, Manny, Christina, Sharon Loves Pizza. Glenn B, everybody in here on the episode. Uh, appreciate you guys for the support all around. Other Christine, um, fun thing to just kind of get this out there. Would love to know, again, of course, your reaction. I'll read all the comments uh, after the episode here, and uh, we will catch you guys on the next one. Don't forget uh, to become a member. That's how we uh, support the old podcast, Rooney. Uh, link to join is on the homepage of anthonyonair.com. Hop on over there, click the link for $2.99 a month. You can help support the pod, uh, help us keep doing what we're doing. I mean, this has got to be more enjoyable than watching one of those fucking cable news networks. I mean, dear Lord. <sighs> dear Lord. There's some rough coverage in there at times today. Right? We're... Here's the thing that you got to keep in mind. I don't give a shit who you vote for or what you do. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to bullshit with you, share some information, entertain you, get you to laugh a little bit, go to sleep, have a donut, get up. Other order. Have a donut, go to sleep, wake up, do it all over again the next day. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have fun. I'm not here to fucking change anybody's mind. I can care less. Uh, so we got that go over. We got that to hang over the heads of the old uh, cable news networks which is nice. 
have a uh, wonderful day, evening, morning, whenever you're watching or listening on the replay. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. AnthonyDonair.com, don't forget. Become a member. Oh, how depressing was it that they didn't do a mugshot and release it? <sighs> we had shirts ready to go, baby. Oh, we had some shirts ready to go. That was disappointing. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>